Exodus 20, page 77. titled The Ten Commandments. And God spoke all these words. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol in the form of anything in heaven above or in the earth beneath or in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them or worship them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God punishing the children for the sins of the fathers to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy, Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall, do, you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son nor your daughter nor your manservant or maidservant nor any animals nor the alien within your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Honor your father and your mother so that, so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his manservant or maidservant, his ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. When the people saw the thunder and lightning and heard the trumpet and saw the mountain in smoke, they trembled with fear. They stayed at a distance and said to Moses, Speak to us yourself and we will listen, but do not have God speak to us or we will die. Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. God has come to test you so that the fear of God will be with you to keep you from sinning. The people remained at a distance while Moses approached the thick darkness where God was. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. share that I'm nervous as I stand here and not for the reason you think I've stood in front of a 200 year eight children in front of assembly at school I'm nervous because this is the word of God and I'm doing the bible course and it's really hit home to me and I'm not just saying that I'm not just giving you the words of God I'm giving you the particular words of Jesus just after he shared the beatitudes so the reading the gospel reading for today is on page 969. It's Matthew chapter 5, starting at verse 17. The fulfillment of the law. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. I tell you the truth, until heaven and earth disappear, 
not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen, will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. Anyone who breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever practices and teaches these commands will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. This is the word of God. Very glad <clears throat> when the person who is introducing the service tells you what is going to be preached about on the occasions when that coincides with what I have prepared. <laughs> so, Adam, thank you. Secondly, I'd like to thank Gary for his own personal words of testimony before reading. This is not for nothing called the Holy Bible. And it's my prayer that thoughtfully we will come into the presence of God this morning. Let us pray. Father, we thank you that you are a communicating God. You long to share your life with us. In fact, one of our hymns says, he didn't want heaven without us. That's an incredible statement. Therefore, dear Lord, I pray that each one of us may be given grace this morning to humble ourselves and listen to your word. Not necessarily the words I use, but Lord, speak to each one of us, I pray. Please, amen. So we continue in our studies in the book of Exodus. The children of Israel have come out of Egypt miraculously under Moses' leadership. They have been defended against the hordes of chariots that uh, Pharaoh sent after them to bring them back. They had been taken across the Red Sea on dry land, and then they had gone on into the Sinai Peninsula. Last week, Adam was talking to us about the God who provides. And then he went on to say, I have something in common with the children of Israel. I'm very good at grumbling. I guess most of us would say, so am I. Or at least I certainly would. We come to the Ten Commandments this morning. And I want to say to you that I'm very experienced, far more experienced than Adam in grumbling. My experience is in breaking the law. And I find in my Christian life, and I became a Christian when listening to my elder brother's testimony when I was aged eight. And I find again and again and again, when I desperately try to come close to God, things seem to start going wrong in my relationship with Him. And I need to come back in repentance. 
I've developed a habit. Some of you have suffered this from me when I shake hands with you. Sorry, I won't do that today. Um, but when I shake hands with you, I say, how are you? I'm good. Well, that's one expression which um, may or may not be true, probably isn't. But I say, are you better? Now, this may sound facetious, but in actual fact, I have had it hammered into my heart over the last two years increasingly what Jesus meant when he said, give us today our daily bread. Yesterday's grace, my friends, is no good for today. God has moved on, and if you don't move on with him, then you're missing out. You need more grace and more forgiveness today. For the children of Israel, in the desert, God provided protection. He provided food and water. He provided guidance. And just before the next generation entered the Promised Land 40 years later, Moses declared to them, you can read this in Deuteronomy, <clears throat> during the 40 years I led you through the desert, your clothes did not wear out, nor did the sandals on your feet. God did this for you, so that you would know that he is the Lord your God. Marks and Spencers would have had a poor deal out of this lot. Think of that. 40 years with the same pair of sandals. They didn't do it by careful walking. Moses carefully says, God did it for you. In our reading for today, the children of Israel had been out of Egypt, out of slavery for just three months. Now God is going to tell them how they, he wants them to live with him. This is the first time the children of Israel had gathered together en masse. Moses led them out to the foot of the mountain. Earlier we read that anyone, be it animal or person, who touched the foot of the mountain would forfeit life. It was that serious. Moses went up and down seven times. I, was, I only learned that this last week. And one of the commentators pointed this out. I went back and checked it. Seven times Moses went up. God said, go down. Give him another message. Come up. And, and so there was this dialogue going along between Moses and God. And God said to Moses, this is what you are to say to the people. Now, if they obey me fully, they will be my treasured possession. Although the whole earth is mine, they will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. Mount Sinai was nothing if it wasn't terrifying. It was a horrendous experience, not some picnic in the, in the garden. We read this. 
continuing from the chapter before the one we read today. Go home and read chapter 19 as well. Gives the atmosphere of what we're talking about today. When Moses, then Moses led the people out of the camp to meet with God. And they stood at the foot of the mountain. Mount Sinai was covered with smoke because the Lord descended on it in fire. The smoke billowed up from it like the smoke of a furnace, and the whole mountain trembled violently. As the sound of the trumpet grew louder and louder, Moses spoke, and the voice of God answered him. And at the end of our reading this morning, when the people saw the thunder and lightning and heard the trumpet and saw the mountain in smoke, they trembled with fear. They stayed at a distance. A lot of teaching today says, oh, we're not under law, we're under grace. Whenever you hear that phrase, be very thoughtfully careful. From the teaching of the Lord Jesus, it is only partially true. Because by saying we're not under law, we can leave the law out. No, we can't. In our second reading, Matthew chapter 5, verse 20. Gary, thank you again for saying what you did before you read it. May I, I read these words again. May you receive them, not from me, but from the Holy Spirit. Unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. Have you got that? That is a terribly serious statement. In one sort of attitude, forget baptism, forget confirmation, forget ordination. Unless I live with a righteousness that is better than the scribes and the Pharisees of Jesus' day, who, by golly, were right at the top level of righteousness, I'm not going to get anywhere near the kingdom of heaven. Thank God, his imputed righteousness becomes mine because of Jesus. Read through the book of Romans and you'll see that is what Paul is saying through and through. Jesus brought out the full meaning of many of the commandments which we read in Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7, go home, read it again. You're going to have a lot of reading to do, by the way, after today. Six times Jesus said, you've heard that it was said of old times, but I tell you. Close to saying, I am. That's why they hated him, the scribes and the Pharisees, because he linked himself up with God. Who on earth do you think you are? 
You've heard the scribes and the Pharisees for years and years and years telling you, but I tell you. Jesus gave his interpretation of murder, adultery, divorce, oaths, punishment, Reaction to one's enemies. You can read it all in chapter 5 from Jesus' words, not mine. I'll just give you one example. You shall not commit adultery. I may be able truthfully to stand up here and look each one of you in the face and say, I've never committed adultery. But Jesus then went on to say, any man who looks at a woman lustfully in his heart has committed adultery already. Have a look at Matthew 5, 6, and 7 when you get home. I get the feeling I can't wash my hands of any single one of the Ten Commandments. The writer to the Hebrews near the end of the New Testament was writing for you and me when he said, you have not come to a mountain that cannot be touched and that is burning with fire, to darkness, gloom and storm. You have not come to a trumpet blast or to such a voice speaking words that those who heard it begged that no further word be spoken to them because they couldn't bear what was being commanded. The sight was so terrifying that Moses said, I tremble with fear. Moses said that. Go home. Read the Ten Commandments again, Exodus 20. Yes, read the chapter before. Get down on your knees before God and say some words to the effect, Lord, I'm the one who shouted crucify. <laughs> it's lovely, isn't it? We live in the New Testament days. Yes, we are in the age of grace. Because the writer to the Hebrews goes on. Again, Hebrews chapter 12. There's another one. Have you got it? Exodus chapter 19, Exodus chapter 20, Matthew 5, 6, and 7, and Hebrews chapter 12. But you have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. You have come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly, to the church of the firstborn whose names are written in heaven. Is your name written in heaven? When I was in the Royal Air Force flying of about seven or eight years, I found out, or at least it was put upon us, that there was a file on each RAF officer in the Kremlin. I bet there aren't many here who say, I've got my name written in the Kremlin. I thank God because of Jesus that my name is written in heaven because of what he did on the cross. The writer to the Hebrews goes on, this chapter 12. You have come to God, the judge of all the spirits 
of the righteous made perfect to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant. Going on, verse 25 in Hebrews 12. See to it that you do not refuse him who speaks. If they, the children of Israel, did not escape when they refused him who were warned on earth, how much less if we turn away from him who warns us from heaven. May God warn you and me from heaven this morning. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. Those are New Testament words. They're not Old Testament words. They're given in the year of grace, 2020. Our God is a consuming fire. I wonder if there's anyone here, would you put your hand up, if you can recite the Ten Commandments. Sorry, did you want to volunteer? <laughs> I'm going to ask Joss to come up and read Exodus chapter 20 from a new paraphrased version called The Message. And Joss is going to read those verses. Listen to them, my friends. Please hear them from God, the Holy Spirit. God spoke all these words. I am God, your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of a life of slavery. No other gods but me. No carved gods of any size, shape, or form, of anything whatever, whether of things that fly, or walk, or swim. Don't bow down to them, and don't serve them, because I am God. Your God, and I'm a most jealous God, punishing the children for any sins their parents pass on to the third, and yes, even to the fourth generation of those who hate me. But I'm unswervingly loyal to the thousands who love me and keep my commandments. No using the name of God, your God, in curses or silly banter. God won't put up with the irreverent use of his name. Observe the Sabbath day, keep it holy. Work six days and do everything you need to do. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to God, your God. Don't do any work, not you, nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your servant, nor your maid, nor your animals, not even the foreign guest visiting in your town. For in six days, God made heaven, earth, and sea, and everything in them. He rested on the seventh day. 
Therefore God blessed the Sabbath day. He set it apart as a holy day. Honour your father and mother so that you'll live a long time in the land that God, your God, is giving you. No murder, no adultery, no stealing, no lies about your neighbour, no lusting after your neighbour's house or wife or servant or maid or ox or donkey. Don't set your heart on anything that is your neighbour's. All the people experiencing the thunder and lightning, the trumpet blast and the smoking mountain were afraid. They pulled back and they stood at a distance. They said to Moses, you speak to us and we'll listen, but don't have God to speak to us or we'll die. Moses spoke to the people, don't be afraid. God has come to test you and instill a deep and reverent awe within you so that you won't sin. The people kept their distance while Moses approached the thick cloud where God was. Joss, thank you very much. Please go home after the service um, and read Exodus 19 and 20. Matthew chapter 5, 6 and 7 and Hebrews 12. Four things as I finish. God has not changed. It's the same God that you and I come to worship Sunday by Sunday who came down to Moses in fire and smoke on Mount Sinai. It's the same God in Jesus who said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. It's the same Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today and forever. And God is still holy. I am the Lord your God. Consecrate yourselves and be holy because I am holy. Secondly, man has not changed. You and I are the same failing sinners as were the children of Israel in Moses' day. Because of their disobedience, God turned them back from the promised land and they wandered for 40 years until only two men who'd come out of Egypt, Caleb and Joshua, they went into the promised land, but no one else. Can you imagine it? Only two of you are going to be in heaven. Not two out of perhaps 150, but two out of a million. He's the same God, and we are the same failures 
But then remember, you haven't come to Mount Zion. You've come to a, a heavenly Jerusalem. You've come to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant. Yes, you and I are under the law. Yes, God still asks you and me to be holy. He loves us so much. And that mediator, Jesus Christ, longs for you and me to be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and fear. Now may the God of peace, who brought through the blood of the eternal covenant, brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ, that great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with everything good for doing his will. And may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever.